there we go. This is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one for a lot of reasons. It's going to be a fun one for me, particularly because we're talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that is the automotive industry, the car business. I spent about a decade of my life, and that's sort of fragmented time. I started out as a parts delivery driver and a porter and a service rider, and I sold cars, and I've been a BDC manager and a marketing director, and I've worked at an automotive advertising agency. So what I am telling you is based on my own experience inside of the business and what I know is not being told you, to you because, again, I worked on the other side. I worked on the vendor side. I worked at the agency. How the agencies make money is not the same way that you make money, and that's immediately a conflict of interest. My name is Tim Rowe. I am the host of the At Home Insider Show, where we're bringing you tips, tricks, and insider insights into the world of at home advertising, how to absolutely dominate and amplify your campaigns now, in the future, and sustainably and predictably going forward. Like I said at the top of the, uh, top of the episode, this is specifically for automotive. We're going to be talking dealership today. There's going to be a few parts to this series. I'm thinking it's going to be a three or four part series. Today, we're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about fixed operations a little bit. I'm going to go deeper into fixed stops tomorrow in the next episode. Uh, after that, we're going to talk uh, third parties. We're going to talk about how your vendor partners can do a better job to help support you and selfishly for the vendors so that they can help themselves. So we'll have a special vendor episode as well. Uh, we'll also have a tier one, tier two discussion to talk about how they can support the dealer body with these same strategies and techniques that I'm gonna talk about here today. And then last but not least, we are going to have an all independent dealer discussion. We're gonna talk about how to target people based on price point. Uh, but this is all about out-of-home advertising and how we can use technology to help you create more efficient and more effective campaigns. 2017, Nielsen did a, a study that looked at out-of-home advertising, television, radio, and print advertising. I'll put a link in the show notes in the description here uh, if, you, if you want to check it out. It's only like a one-pager um, PDF, so it's super easy to digest. But what it showed us was that out-of-home advertising drives more search activity than TV, radio, and print combined. Let me say that again. Out-of-home advertising creates more search activity than TV, radio, and print advertising combined. I'm gonna let it sit there and soak in for a second. When we look at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the other social media platforms, the same holds true. How is out of home driving that much search and why does it matter? Well, we see digital budgets swelling to all new, unprecedented levels, and it just doesn't make sense, right? So, why are we spending more money than ever to sell the same number of cars? Uh, our business is about the same. Our cost per car keeps getting higher. Now, that's not true for everybody, but there's dealers that are losing significant market share, and it is at the behest of the agency who's not doing what is essentially uh, what I believe required of them as a steward of the dealer principal's money to be making recommendations like I'm about to make to you. Now, what's a really important thing to know is that most of you, I can't sell anything to you. Some of you, I can, and in those cases, I'm happy to do so. In most cases, I can't sell you anything. There's no financial incentive in any of this for me to tell you, so keep that in mind as we go through this. But what these digital agencies don't wanna do is they don't wanna tell you, hey guys, we can't create more people looking for you. 
They can't do it. They cannot create new people looking for you because they're talking the same pool, right? So uh, if you have a digital agency that's spending money on search engine marketing, they didn't create any of those searches, right? The manufacturer did, tier two did, right? Because they did their job. They sold the product, they sold the deal. And that led people to go online and search for that product or deal, a particular model, a lease special that maybe they saw uh, that they heard about. The digital agency cannot create more people looking for you. Okay, so if we can all agree to that, then SEM, we've already ticked that thing off. Facebook and Instagram, for the most part, it's just not really done right. Um, and a carousel ad of your four lease specials or, hey, this featured inventory. I mean, I don't know. Do you go on social media to, to look at, to see cars uh, and price points? Maybe if you're looking for a car, but you know what would do a much better job of creating social engagement, well, something that was actually socially engaging, like maybe that the dealership uh, donates stuff or they, they have normal human beings who work there and make silly videos, uh, that, that's a much better use of your social media dollars. And that would actually create more interest, but right now, we're not creating more interest by just putting up carousels and hey, come get our $2.99 lease special. So Facebook, Instagram, all right, that's off the table. We've got display, we've got pre-roll in there, but at the end of the day, look at your Google Analytics. I'm the guy who, at the dealership level, I turned off paid search. I turned off paid search in the month of August, 2017, 2018, 2018. I turned off paid search, guess what? My number of unique and returning visitors to the website didn't change, why? Because people are gonna look at the three dealerships closest to them to see if they have the car, and how much they're selling it for. So we don't need to debate that. So my job for you is to create more people who are interested in buying a car specifically from you, right? So and I can do that without a home and I can do it in a few ways. So let's talk about a few other things. So we talked about some of the digital marketing things. We, we're not gonna go too deep into that because this isn't about that. But we know that there are a fixed number of car buyers inside the body of a month. Now we can do things like direct mail and, and move people a little bit forward in the process or interrupt them. I know that there's, there's some agencies that go that model and, and I'm gonna try to talk to the people who aren't in the market and see if I can move them into the market. But for the most part, there is a finite number of people looking to buy a car. And if we're not creating new search demand, if we're not creating more interested people, then we're all bidding on those same people. Well, what's happening as privacy laws get more strict? What's happening as fewer buyers are in the market? Well, all of our price is going up. It's just gonna come down to who's willing to pay the most for a customer. Who can afford to pay the most for a customer? Who has the highest lifetime value and who can see that realized return? Now, it's really tough, obviously, with automotive because so much of that demand is created by the manufacturer if you're a franchise dealership. So much of the demand and interest is created at the manufacturer level. So your job as a dealership is really just to create a destination. We can't, we can't create more demand. We can't create more Toyota buyers in the market as Tim's Toyota. I can't do that. I don't have the money to do that. And frankly, it's not your job. It's Toyota's job. We know those things to be true. Okay, so if there are a finite number of buyers and the demand stays constant or goes up from the dealership side, your budget has no choice but to go up. No choice, it just has to go up. The terrible thing about this is that third parties and vendors, they're just as willing to sell it to you as they are down the, to the guy down the street. So there's no competitive advantage oftentimes with a lot of these vendors. It's just more, it's become more of a, well, I gotta be there because everybody else is there and there's eyeballs there, so I gotta be there. 
that's not advertising. I mean, it, it, it is fundamentally, I get it, but it's not giving you that unique advantage. So, all right, so we know that not more buyers being created. We know that the demand is higher than ever. We know that the third parties and vendors don't really have my back. So what can I do as a dealership to create more opportunities for myself? It's out of home advertising. It doesn't just have to be billboards. There's lots of great ways to do it. There's companies like Rapify, Carvertize. I think that those are huge opportunities for dealerships to turn, uh, to turn their service cars, to turn their parts delivery vans, and turn those into mobile ads. There's ways that you can layer on if you have wrapped vehicles. Some great opportunities to turn the service vehicles and your parts delivery van and your, your trucks and everything that's all wrapped up. Uh, there's ways to turn those into mobile ads. So uh, if you're interested, let me know in the comments below or send me a message because that is something that I can have an expert come on and talk to you more about how to turn your existing uh, vehicles and 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 wrapped vehicles specifically, your mobile billboards and your inventory, how to turn those into ads and integrate them into the campaigns that you're already doing. So you don't got to spend more money, but just make it all more effective. That's one way to use out of home is to use your existing vehicle fleet. But specifically, I want to talk about billboards, posters, and those big old structures that make our rides that much more entertaining. So because we carry this thing in our pocket and in our car all the time, what's it doing? What's it doing? It's got all sorts of data associated with it. It's got a device ID, and that device ID can do a lot of things for us in the out-of-home space. So I know, based on mobile device ID, I know who, to a degree, is passing my structures. And what I mean is this. I know what types of behaviors they demonstrate, what things they're interested in, about how old they are, about how much money they make, um, if they have, if they own your particular brand of vehicle, if they have paid cash for service, if they've done warranty work in the last 12 months. I can do all that without a home. The other day we had a great conversation. Uh, actually, we've had conversations now with a few Subaru dealers. So when we look at our market, well, I'm in Eastern Pennsylvania. When we look at our market, Toyota, Ford, Honda, top three. So Toyota RAV4, Ford F-150, and the Honda CRV. Probably no surprise there, but what would surprise you is this. The average person in our area, and it's about, it's a little bit over 50% of the polled audience, said that they were looking for a non-luxury SUV priced between thirty dollars and $49,000. So that's probably in line with what the rest of the country is seeing. Obviously, if you're in a major metro or in a very rural area, that could swing a little bit, but that's pretty much going to hold true for the majority of the market. So no, no surprise there that you had the RAV4 and the CRV in the top three. F-150 rounding and out. But here's what's really interesting. Jeep, as a brand, is perfectly suited to tailor exactly to that market. And wouldn't you know that in my market specifically, three of the bottom four of the top 15 sold vehicles, and, and I'd love to have the chart next time, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to come back to this episode and, and tie it back in so you can at least see it while I'm talking about it. Um, Jeep and Subaru were the lowest. Let's say that again, Toyota, Ford, Honda, top three. Bottom selling models, Jeep had three of the four lowest selling models, Subaru had the other. That makes no sense. Those are two of the most on fire brands in America, but I can tell you what's missing. I can absolutely tell you what's missing and it is targeted outdoor campaigns. Uh, the Toyota dealerships, the Ford dealerships, the Honda dealerships, 
They all do a lot of outdoor, but here's the key. Here's the key, and this is how to stand out. The car dealerships, and probably no surprise to you, on all the major thoroughfares. For us, it's the big interstates that run you know, east to west. But with the technology that we have available today, the Subaru dealer I was meeting with the other day, uh, we, we took, a, we took a, a really holistic approach to his campaign. This is how I believe that every out-of-home campaign should be delivered for a dealership or any type of brick-and-mortar retail location. We start by doing a foot traffic analysis of the dealership. Now, what we know about this device ID data is that it tells us a lot, and there's a lot that we can take away from it. So we start by doing a foot traffic analysis of your dealership. And we're looking for things like, how many unique customers have you had in the month? What days are the busiest? Where else do your people go? Do they like Starbucks versus Dunkin' Donuts? Do they like McDonald's versus Burger King? And we start to get this really nicely refined picture of who your customer actually is. Now, I'm not talking about custom audiences and things online. Don't, 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 don't go down that rabbit hole for a second. Just close that door and ignore anybody knocking there, any vendors that are like, oh, custom audience, man, we know all this stuff. No, listen, I know where your people go. I know what days they come. I know what else they like to do. Most importantly, I know where they live, work, and play. I can see heat map data that shows me, here's your dealership, and this is where those people live. So if your dealership's right here, they live up here. Let's get the finger on here. They live up here. They work down here. Well, Tim, that's great. What do I do with all that information? Well, what we do next is once we have an understanding of who that person is, where they live, where they work, where they play, we then go back to our handy dandy data engine and we say, hey, show me all of the, and what are you looking for? In this particular instance, it was a Subaru dealer. Subaru dealer's most interested in retaining his current customers because there's a very competitive dealership not eh, maybe 20 minutes away. So he's very interested. He wants to retain his customers as much as possible. And that retention can look like a few things. It can look like service it can look like sales. It can look like lease offers to expiring lessees. And we're able to do all of that. So we're able to sit down and look at this map and say, all right, here's where all your Subaru owners are. Now you want to talk about lease? Let's talk to specifically, we've got a map and we've got 25 of our top locations to reach Subaru owners, but you want to talk about your lease specials. Well, the person most likely to lease another Subaru is somebody who's leasing one now. So let me take those 25 and let me see which ones over index against specifically lessees of Subarus. That's right. I'm able to take that 25 and condense it down to six or seven units specifically where the most Subaru lessees pass every day. And it's not just Subaru lessees, it's the Subaru lessees that, and where and interrupting those work travel patterns in alignment with your dealership's historical traffic pattern. So then in addition to that, so if we say, okay, here's my dealership, this is where people live, work and play, they go to all these places. I wanna have a lease message for my lease customers. Uh, for my Subaru owners, I wanna talk about service and convenience. I wanna talk about the fact that I do have loaner vehicles available or whatever your unique value proposition is. And maybe I wanna do a little bit of branding to stay top of mind, something fun, have some fun with the market because I know I know that out of home drives more Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter activation, more activity on all three of those. So if you can come up with a fun, creative brand message, there's all sorts of ways to do that. Uh, there's some funny things called extensions. If you've ever seen a billboard and something's hanging off of it, a, a hat or a head, or, or uh, we've got one going up in the market with a K-bar, it looks real cool. 
it's hanging off. That's called an extension. Extensions are really good. Or have you ever seen that? Oh, it looks like a guy's up there. He's about to fall and it's just a dummy. Um, those are all called extensions and those are great ways to draw more attention. So you can be more targeted with your dealership. Now let's say that's in, in, in the case of, Hey, I want to talk to my owners. I want to talk to people who already own and drive my product, but maybe I don't want to just talk to them in my local audience, right? So when we did that foot traffic analysis, we determined where do 80% of your customers live? Now there's ways to go into deeper detail with this, with things like Polk data and, and registered owners data to really understand that. We're able to paint that picture very quickly for you. Within 24 to 36 hours, I'm able to tell you where your customers live, work, and play on a heat map. And when we look at that 80% and we say, okay, 80% come within 10 miles. Great. We've got that wrapped up. We've got it covered. Tim, great job. This campaign's awesome. We're not losing any market share. In fact, uh, sales are steady. Grosses are up because we're bringing back more customers. We're servicing more vehicles. We've got less unapplied time. We're printing money. This is awesome. Thanks so much. Tim, we're ready to grow. We've gotten to a plateau. We're operating very efficiently. We're ready to grow. How can you help me grow? Well, then the next step is to expand out from there. We can do things like that same foot traffic analysis on your competitive dealer. How much of an advantage is that to do a foot traffic analysis on your competitive dealer to find out where her, his or her customers live, work, and play? And what if you could then apply that same strategy, just move it over five miles and interrupt that market? Because you know that out of home drives more search activity than TV, radio, and print combined, which means your SEO and SEM is going to be better applied because there's going to be more people looking specifically for you. So if there's more people looking specifically for you, then your SEM cost is going to go down unless you have a brand-related campaign that involves your dealership name. But if you don't, then you're going to be paying less for traffic because more people are going to be looking for you. Now, what I wouldn't recommend is putting up a just lease specials or just whatever your monthly special price point offer is. If you've got digital out of home, those are those big, beautiful light up things that they turn through advertisers. We'll talk real quick about that and how effective that really can be uh, and why to not be concerned with it flipping through. But you can use that for things like selection. I love, love, love. This is great, especially for driving search. Let's say you've got 50 pickup trucks price starting at $15,000. Put that up there. Don't feature that one hot unit that you know, oh man, if I can get this thing out of here, it's a 10 pound deal and we're going to make all the money on this one. No, if you let people know, hey, I've got over 50 trucks starting at $15,000, guess what a lot of people looking for trucks are going to do? They're going to look you up looking for those 50 trucks starting at $15,000 and they're going to maybe see one that you wouldn't have typically advertised. That's a great way to use digital out of home, different inventory selections. Now I'm just stealing that same idea from something that I did very effectively on the digital side when I had agency clients. That's something that we would do online to create more interest uh, was just those more broad, hey, we've got a whole bunch of vehicles that fit this and if you're interested in that, this is definitely the place you should be shopping rather than tying yourself to some dynamically created Facebook ad based on what the last six vehicles were that the person looked at. Do things that get you more opportunity because the fact of the matter is mindshare equals market share. People aren't going to remember the $199 lease price. Frankly, most of them don't believe it anymore. There's plenty of studies on that, but I'm not here to pick it apart because if we can create interest, if we can create great things for people to talk about, digital out of home is a great place as well. A lot of fun stuff. I'm just chomping at the bit 
for a dealer to take advantage of this. If you are consistent at taking pictures of your happy customers, there's a really easy way that you can feed that directly up to the billboard. Little to no work for your team whatsoever, and you can have great little display all day featuring new customers. And then get, what's it gonna feel like? What's it gonna feel like? Oh my gosh, this guy, this gal, they must sell all of the cars in my area. This must be the only dealership to buy from because all I see are happy customers up there. There's so many ways to use at a home. A great campaign that we had a while back was actually a Kia dealer down south. Buy a Kia, win a billboard. Buy a Kia, win a billboard. There is there was grandmas up there. There were doctors. Uh, a doctor. Well, I saw one uh, doctor that bought a Kia and used the billboard that he won to promote his practice. Uh, another was a, a, a grandma, and, and there was just a great picture of a grandma with her happy. Uh, smile and a, and a brand new key up there. There's so many ways that you can use this to create more engagement. And as you're out there creating more engagement, engagement, it's creating more search activity. It's creating more Facebook activity. It's creating more Instagram activity. Twitter, if you're in a major metro or if you're a dealer active on Twitter, it creates more activity. Your digital advertising agency cannot create more interested buyers because for the most part, well, who are they targeting? auto intenders, people that have already identified themselves as being in the process, being down the funnel. Now, out of home, when you look at it as a traditional media, how am I buying it? Uh, there's lots of ways to buy it. The best way that I see right now is programmatically because you can go in, you can set a budget, and you can get the most effective delivery. So what I've started doing for myself, for my clients, is actually offering a programmatic type of in-house buy that circumvents the need to learn new technology and software and pay uh, any sort of intermediary fee to cut out the middleman still gives you the same advantage because at the end of the day, we're going to look back. We're going to look back at out of home and we're going to realize it was the most undervalued medium we've ever seen. And by the time we realize it, the bus is already gone. This is something that's a theme that I'm very, very passionate about. You can buy out a home for between eight and ten dollars cost per thousand you can't buy broadcast for that you can't buy radio for that and if you could you still got to buy young old urban rural you gotta buy around it when you use out of home when you use it the way that we've talked about here today strategically using mobile device id data to qualify where are my best potential customers i'm a subaru dealer i'm trying to reach subaru owners or i know my best conquest opportunities with this particular brand or i know that I'm on all of these third parties. So you know what, Tim? Show me your inventory that over indexes for people who are visiting Carfax, cars.com, AutoTrader, because I'm spending money on those sites and used cars are the opportunity for me to grow right now. So I wanna be in front of those people talking about my selection under $20,000. There's lots of ways to use it. Again, we talked about it briefly about the uh, warranty work versus cash work. There's lots of different ways and we're going to dive deeper into that. So if this has been helpful, if this has been interesting, please do like, comment, share, subscribe, do all of those things, share it with somebody that you think would be helpful for. If you're a dealer and you're interested in what this technology looks like, just send me a message, a confidential message. Um, I don't want any sort of conflicts or anything like that for anybody out there. Uh, but I would be happy anywhere in the country. If you are in the United States of America, and have a dealership, whether or not I can help you directly with the actual out-of-home purchase, uh, that's yet to be determined, but 
I can offer you, you a confidential consultation. We'll look at your dealership. We'll look at what some of those best uh, units are. And I'll give you a recommendation on how to take that forward for your dealership. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's to cut the digital spend down. If there's more people looking for you, it's less money that you have to spend getting them to your site. Dealers, you get more than enough traffic to your site, but you got to own that attention from the top of the funnel to the bottom. Right now, we're all bidding on it at the bottom of the funnel. Hopefully, this has been helpful. I'm T. Rowe. This is the Out of Home Insider Show. I'll see you guys real soon.